I, I have a theory that if you live a good life, you are resurrected as a cat. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a good theory. Because like, I mean, they just get to hang out. They just yeah, yeah. I get so envious because I mean, I I spend a lot of my work days at home now, and every time I come out of the office to get a drink or go to the washroom, they're they're in the same position I left them in, just like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Just sleep, snack, sleep, pets. Yep. Sleep, chase stuff, sleep. It's great. I'm just, just, it sounds like yeah. the best life. I think that'd be a good nonfiction book The Life of a Cat. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Right Ride Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8 Sleep, Go Get Some. I am Elon. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And today we're going to be talking about going to sleep because it's the most important thing in the world. Um, As much as we, and I'll just speak for myself, as much as I love stimulants and late night writing, uh, sleep is a very important part of personal maintenance. Um, It it cannot be overstressed how important sleep is, and especially these days, people are not getting enough of it um, because we live with the philosophy of never stop working, we don't work enough, we have to be more productive, Um, but the truth is that we need rest. I certainly have a hard time with sleep. I've I've had insomnia on and off in my life. I've been prescribed sleep medications, um, and it's very common. Like it, it's you know some people are are blessed with the ability to just like go to bed. <laughs> I guess this one for those without the benefit of the video feed. John was just pointing at Craig accusingly, um, but yeah, like I. I fluctuate in my life between being able to sleep easily and being unable to sleep easily. Um, when I'm unable to sleep easily, I tend to be a more productive writer, which is a huge, huge bummer. Because for me, the the most productive writing times that I have found for myself are super weird. They are on the train. I have Scrivener on my phone, and I can write like 500 words on my commute to work. Um, and I can do that either way. I've actually, my maximum for a train ride, I think, was two and a half thousand words. I was just, mm-hmm. like, cranking, just sitting there, like, and everyone thought I was texting, but I was writing fiction, and it felt great. Um, that, that train commute, or, like, between the hours of 2 and 5 a.m. Other than that, I have a real hard time sitting down and getting to write. Um, I know that's not the case for everyone, but uh, but how how about you guys? When is your, when is your writing time at its most writiest? Uh, for me, um, tends to be morning or mid afternoon. Uh, and by morning, I mean, maybe like eight thirty to 10 and then afternoon might be like one to four. Um, I know I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, but I sometimes consider myself an atypical writer cause I can't write in the evening. Um, my writing brain shuts off at nine thirty. I read until about 11 and then my reading brain shuts off and then I go to bed. Um, I'm not one of those writers that stays up really late. Um, and I am what, as John indicated when he pointed at me, I'm one of those people that generally does not have trouble falling asleep. Um, I am unconscious to the world by midnight at the very latest, uh, and then up and ready to go at 7 a.m. Well, to answer that question for myself, let me tell you about the best writing session I ever had. And I, it's probably, in my mind, some of the best writing I've ever done. 
it started at 10 p.m. And I decided I was going to make coffee and write for a couple hours because I just wanted to meet my word count goal. This is a couple of years ago. Um, and I just got into this story and it just felt like something woke up in my mind and I wrote and I wrote. Anyway, 5 a.m. I finished. I wrote an entire chapter. It was it was almost, uh, I want to say, close to 8,000 words. But it was like I was just there. I couldn't get out of it. And that was like the best writing I've ever done. And ever since that, I found when it comes to writing that evening is my thing. Um, but I am not a night owl. Like I, I can't handle late nights and the, the effects on my body. Like it's sleeping late and all that. I, I, I have to get to bed around 11 or so or uh, I get into this slump where I sleep too much and I get lethargic all day. Uh, and it causes other health problems that I won't talk about, <laughs> you know, so it's just not, um, no, but it's a really good point because there, it's not just about creativity. There's a, there's like a biological and health factor that is really important to address about sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're not nocturnal creatures. We are definitely, di- uh, what is it? Diurnal, the day cycle, um, mm-hmm. because we require sunlight to generate vitamin D. We, we like wake up because of sun we go to we become tired because of sun the way that light affects our eyes affects hormonal releases that have to do with our sleep and wake cycle like everything is heavily dependent on sleep because without it we would first hallucinate then die Mm -hmm. like it's pretty that's pretty important um and we've been trying to think of ways to sort of hack our brains to require less and less sleep but as I know many people have discovered from just like experiments with stopping any kind of coffee drinking and alcohol or whatever, any kind of substance abuse and then sleeping normal hours, everyone who's ever done that has been like changed my life. And then, you know, it was amazing. I was, I was remembering things. I was waking up with the sun. I felt so good. Um, and then inevitably we all are like, but coffee's good. And so is wine. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back into that. Um, but there, but there's something to be said for it. Um, there is a community online that I've looked into that I found pretty interesting, which is interested in what's called polyphasic sleeping, um, which is a super complicated biohack where you sleep less overall, but more frequently. So you'll sleep like in two and a half hour shifts every five hours. And you'll train your body to take a two and a half hour nap, but you're awake for more of the day as a result. Um hmm. And it sort of, it ties into this, this belief that there was in the middle ages, this thing called like a creative hour where people would go to bed at around like 6 PM, wake up at around 10 PM, do creative work for a few hours, go to bed at around 2 AM and wake up at about 8 AM or something like that. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but there was this belief that the creatives in the middle ages would do their best work in the middle of the night. Um, you know, at the candlelight in the attic, they would be painting and it's all very romantic. Um, and so people have been trying that. You can like read about people's experiments with polyphasic sleeping on blogs or on Reddit or wherever. And it's very interesting, but it also requires that you do not live a normal life. Um, mm-hmm. because like, if you want to do polyphasic sleeping, you can't have a day job because mm-hmm. your job's probably not going to be like, yeah, man, it's fine. Come in at 4am, but then sleep two and a half hours between 10 and 1230. Like that's not... That's not a thing anyone in like the real world in quotes will 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 say is okay. Um but even if you do get 
you know, enough sleep, but it's at the wrong time, it can really wreck your ability to work in in the world. Uh, my girlfriend has, for the last, like, year and a half, been going to sleep at around between 4 and 6 a.m. and waking up between 12 and 1 p.m. And she's very productive at night. She's doing creative work. She's she's doing these things. It just sort of, she became a nocturnal being. But it is problematic because, like, her day starts after lunch and things are starting to close down in the world. And she's like, I don't have time to do things. Um, and it's, it's like, ostensibly a simple solution, but she she loves those creative hours of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's making, she's thinking, she's doing all kinds of things at night. Um, and when I was an insomniac, I also found that late at night was the time where I was doing the most interesting stuff. So I don't know. It, it's curious, but the, the more I think about it, the more I feel like sleep is one of the most important self care, um, things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you you wake up at like what if i if i recall correctly john you you wake up at like 4 30 in the morning every day is that still a thing i try to get up at about five or five forty five. so i like to start my work day at seven uh and i said and i like to spend some time doing my reading and i do my meditation and that way i'm not rushing into it uh it I try to sleep about eight and a half hours. Uh, that is my goal. Um, it's like later on, I'm going to recommend, I'll do our recommendation. It, it's a great article I read that totally changed my paradigm about sleep. Um, so although that's my goal, wake up time, if I've gone to bed late, I actually will sleep a little later. Mm-hmm. But I still get up. I mean, it. I tend not to go to bed after midnight. It's like if I'm going to bed at midnight, that's really late. Uh, around 11 is is kind of the line where I try to say, okay, time to switch off and then get up in the morning. Were you always like an early morning person? Like as, as a child, would you get up super early in the morning? Uh, no. I mean, I, I'm by nature more of a night owl. Uh, like I, I've tried going to bed at like 9 so I could get up super early and that just doesn't work. I feel weird. I feel like I'm missing a little something, whereas... Between 10 and 11 is kind of the sweet spot for me. Um, but as a child, I romanticized the idea of getting up really early. And I loved the idea of it, but I just found uh, long-term it was really hard to maintain. So for me, realistically, somewhere between 6 and 7 is is more like that's, that works. As long as I'm get, going to bed and proper bedtime hygiene, um, that, wor- that works for me. Yeah. Um, I found, so a, a couple NaNoWriMo's ago, I decided that I would get all of my daily writing done in the morning before work. So I started waking up at six and like quickly brushing my teeth and sitting down and writing like before, like not eating, not anything else, just writing. And when I developed a habit of it, my, I started going to bed earlier because I was getting tired earlier, but I was also looking forward to waking up to, to, to that morning writing. Um, <laughs> And I would write between like 6.30 and 7.15 every morning. And it was amazing. Like I was productive, the writing was good, but it was hard for me to maintain because I would end up like inevitably staying up a little bit later and a little bit later and a little bit later. And eventually I could no longer sustain waking up that early. But um, I don't really know where I was going with that. I think it's basically the idea is that like 
sleep is everything. Sleep and water are everything, but sleep is is so critical to us and we culturally in the modern world like resent it. Um mm-hmm. and we have all of these things that prevent us from doing it well. Like we have artificial light everywhere. Um, we have our technology that spits out blue light into our eyes, which causes our brains to release certain chemicals, which are wake up chemicals instead of go to sleep chemicals. And mm-hmm. all of that stuff adds up to bad sleep. And when you don't get enough sleep, what happens? You, your metabolism is affected. Mm-hmm. Um, your immune system. Yeah. Your mental health. It, it just, everything is tied to it. Um, and, and it's incredibly important to get enough sleep. Um, so let, let, let's, let's, let's call this here your recommendation because we're, we seem to be at a pretty good uh, stopping point for it. Okay, great. Well, yeah. And there's something I want to, um, add with the recommendation that ties right into what you're just talking about. Um, because when it comes to sleep, I mean, we try to shave it off and a lot of people will say, you know, I get by on five to six a night. Well, they actually did some research, and this will be touched on in the article I recommend. Um, it, they did some research where they had people who functioned on four to six hours uh, of sleep every night, um, and this was over a two-week period, and then they had people who functioned on six to eight hours of sleep. Now, the people on four to six didn't do very well. Um, but what's interesting is the cognitive tests were the same for the people four to six hours a night and six to eight. The people who slept more than eight hours a night did like extremely well, like their health was good and they did extremely well cognitively. Um, so the article that I'm going to recommend, it's by James Clear. We recommended James Clear, uh, I think in our, one of our earlier episodes this season, uh, he's just got a lot of great information, but this article uh, we'll have this in the liner notes, um, but it's jamesclear.com is the website. And then this one's easy. It's just backslash sleep. And and it's a great article he wrote. And this rocked my paradigm about sleep. And it's the reason why I started taking not only uh, getting into a proper cycle uh, more seriously, but also um, why I try to push for that extra REM cycle that takes me into the plus eight hours zone and not the between six and seven, which is what I typically used to push myself on. And I was perfectly fine health wise, but you know, I was more emotionally, I would blow up easier when I get frustrated by things or I couldn't concentrate for longer when I was editing or didn't feel great. All these sort of like more mental, mental health and cognitive things that when I sleep that little extra bit, I find my my efficiency is, you know, up there in the in the sixty to eighty percent range. Whereas before, it's like thirty to forty percent sometimes, uh, and I couldn't figure that out. So so anyway, uh, I you know if if you're curious about sleep, want a very well written article that explains a lot of um, the reasons to sleep more as well as some of the physiological things that happen in your body while you sleep at certain times and why you should sleep earlier this article will give you all that and more that's awesome yeah I, i'm absolutely going to read it 
um, because it's it's a it's a thing that I I I think at the start of any change in habits, if you're trying to become more productive or if you're trying to change something in your life, I think that getting enough sleep is kind of the first step, mm-hmm. or getting the right kind of sleep is the first step, um, because yeah, like. I, I focus is a huge issue for me and I've probably been subsisting on between four and five hours for the last year. Um, and I know that that's a part of it and it requires conscious effort to put yourself to bed to say, okay, this is when I'm going to bed. I'm going to be asleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, there, are, there are various ways that you can help yourself with that. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to read the article because, and I'm going to recommend it to others uh, after I do read it because that it it's so important. And seeing the way that lack of sleep affects people around me, uh, like at work, there are people who don't sleep very much and they're lunatics. <laughs> You're like, dude, just please go to bed. There's a, downstairs in this office. There's a bed. Go to it, please. <laughs> but people just insist that um, that sleep is a waste of time. Um, which is so weird to think about. So that's like an opinion that people can hold. Um, and until they do release sleep in a pill form, we're all going to need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're fairly close close to time. Um, so do you guys have any final thoughts on sleep? Well, one thing I wanted to throw out there, this maybe will loop us right back to where we started, because we talked about writing time and how writing often will push it many of us into the evening. Uh, One thing I've found since changing my sleep habits is that that romanticism about the evening writing is a fallacy. I mean, I've come to see this myself. Uh, You could find, like for me, what I found is that the, what what it is, is it's, it's being able to just start writing and keep writing and get the momentum once i I need to spend about an hour or so connecting and getting into it and then i can't be interrupted Uh, i had my most productive writing day this last boxing day i wrote uh, more than twelve thousand words in that day and that was in the daytime i finished up you know before i think it was like maybe eight o'clock at night when i finished or just decided okay i'm done I, I'm done now. And, you know, but it was sitting there all day and like, it's like a train starting up and rolling. And that, that, that insight for me helped me realize that it's not the evening. It's the idea that I need a time when I'm uninterrupted and I can write. And I think that's what happens in the evening. The day is done. Work is done. You're at home. It's quiet. There's no distractions. And now I'm going to write and there's nothing going to stop me until I am tired. That's really interesting. So do you think do you think that the myth of being able to write better amongst the, like within the distraction of a cafe, do you think that's a myth? Because your productivity was so much higher. Cat, kitty. Because your productivity was so much higher um, writing alone, focused at home, undistracted. I know this yeah, is like a totally different subject, but I'm just interested. Yeah. We can We can table it for another time, the idea of writing at a cafe. I think that's a good topic for another one, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I've heard a lot of different opinions because some people just can't concentrate in a cafe. Other people can. I love writing in a cafe. But I've also myth busted that for myself that I can only write in a cafe. Well, that's not true. 
I think you tend to associate different things with the habit of writing. And if you're consistent in that, that becomes your, now I'm writing, I'm in this mode. But I think you can redefine that. It's really just figuring out what you like, what works for you. I like to change it up. I mean, I go to different locations when I write. And I, I only write on the weekends. And it's it's that same idea. On the weekend, I decide I'm not going to work. I'm not doing anything work-related because then it's like that train. I can write and my mind's 100% in the story. And then there we go. It's not like i got to pull an all-nighter on Saturday to get pages done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, but I could write at home. I could write elsewhere. Um, but I think that, yeah, definitely we should take up this, uh, uh, what did they say on writing excuses? They, can, they, they can of worms it. Yeah. kind of worms that one. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of a whole, it's a whole kettle of worms. But it's a great can pop. of fish. Where do you, there's the episode. <laughs> yeah, where do you write? It's a good, it's a good question. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's something we'll talk about in the near future. But for now, fair listeners, um, thank you for joining us and, uh, go to bed. Do it. Right now. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>